It is Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb. A big day here at 680 CJOB. Of course, we have lots of issues to discuss, many topics to discuss, but the primary topic today, the Be a Part of a Story Radiothon for Adult and Teen Challenge of Central Canada. And Greg, this is an organization, and I know all of us last year were just blown away um, cause I think it was the first one last year and, uh, the st- just story after story of inspiration, uh, brought us to tears at many points during the day. Yeah. Addiction is a huge issue in our community. We know that. And so the challenges associated with that, uh, lead to other problems in, in our society. And so when there's an organization that gives individuals going down that path that find themselves in the midst of addiction, hope give them an opportunity to get out of that addiction and then become productive members of society and to change their lives around. That's something that we need to celebrate, highlight on these stories. It's right there. Be a part of a story. There are a lot of stories we're going to share with you this morning and can't wait to do it. And Loren, just one more example of how our community comes together in the face of a crisis or to support organizations that are doing what they can to to make things a little bit better for those that, that just need a helping hand. And it feels like the timing is right for this in so many ways. Like I get that it's tough out there for a lot of people just on your bottom line and you're thinking, do I have a dollar to spare? Do I have $10 to spare? But I know Winnipeggers and Manitobans are going to find a way to dig in their pockets today and help other people out because that's not just what we do, but this is the time to do it, to show that, you know, all that negativity that's out there and all that frustration and maybe anger can be put towards something positive. And this might be just one of those things. And Greg, you nailed that word hope. I think the stories that you hear, we, we all assume we know we have a misconception or understanding of what the face of addiction is and the people we're going to introduce you to throughout the day, you know, moms and daughters and sons and, and people with full-time careers and professionals who walked a, a path that many are walking and found it, found themselves again, straight and, on the straight and narrow. So uh, I look forward to this day. And like you said, Brett, last year, I couldn't get over. I think I had to turn my mic off a few times to, to hold back some of my emotions. So it's a pretty incredible day. So to donate, you can either call 204-949-9484. Again, that's 204-949-9484. Or go online at teenchallenge.tc. That's teenchallenge.tc. And we also have a link to the their site on our site, cjob.com, under concerts and events. And we, uh, as a radio station, will be broadcasting live at Winnipeg Super Thrift at 1016 St. James from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. And we'll be joined by our sibling stations, Power 97 and Peggy at 99.1, uh, starting at noon. And big thanks to our title sponsor for the day, My Second Garage, and the matching sponsor, Terracon, matching up to $30,000 as we march towards our goal of $200,000. Yeah, these corporate sponsors that step up in this way, Brett, you can't thank them enough. This is, uh, once again, this is about finding solutions, concrete solutions to help individuals in our community who are struggling and just need just need a little bit of guidance and needs need a program that can lead them to exactly where they want to be. They don't know how to get there. They know where they want to be and they know where they are and Adult and Teen Challenge helps them uh, bridge that gap. Also today we are going to be discussing what the Prime Minister is saying to the grocery stores, Loren. Well, I think a lot of people, we've been talking about affordability a lot this week, right? And the idea that who do you blame and who can help and can governments make a difference? Can they intervene? And, and what what can be done about how we're all feeling that pinch? And so Prime Minister Justin Trudeau yesterday called on major grocers to stabilize food prices. You know, he's, he's out loud with saying we need to do something to combat struggling inflation and his quote was that large grocery chains are making record profits those profits should not be made in the backs of people who are struggling to feed their families and so they're asking the large grocery t- chains so the walmarts costco's loblaws metro uh you know so Loblaw would be like the superstore to come up with a plan by thanksgiving that's going to provide some relief and and his warning is if you don't we're going to find a way to penalize you whether that's through taxes or others so we're going to get that into 637 because people like to play the blame game 
But man, can we actually see this result into any action? And and as industry reacted, is this even fair? So we'll have that chat at 6.37. Oh, no, I know I can hear both sides of this. A lot of people are going to say, you, you can't tell business what to do. You cannot interfere in their ability to make profits. And then on the other hand, those are some of the same people who are going, well, what's the government going to do? Same people that get frustrated every quarter when these grocery giants announce their their revenue and their profits and it's going up and up and up. Finally, at least a conversation about, come, let's talk about this. Can you justify what you're doing? And there might be a way for us to come after you if you don't figure out a solution on your own. So is this get tough thing going to work for Justin Trudeau or not? That remains to be seen because we don't really know what the plan is as of yet. Also a reminder that we have one final pair of tickets to give away for the big game on September 29th. Mm, Bombers mm. and Argos, the rematch. That's going to be a big game, Mackling. It's going to be a huge game, and I can't, you know, love the CFL, don't want to give the CFL a hard time, but why did we have to wait 10 months for the Grey Cup rematch? So many leagues, that's one of the first games on the schedule is a rematch of the championship game and never mind the blue bombers and the argonauts only playing each other once this season stupid you know they should be playing each other twice minimum i know they don't ever play the other conference or the other division three times but if i'm the cfl i'm breaking all sorts of rules to make sure that this game is early and it's as often as possible because it's looking these are the two best teams in the cfl so we don't want to look ahead too far because the bombers have a game tomorrow against hamilton but get your tickets now if you don't win tickets today you'll want to be at that game october 29th at ig field It is Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb. Big day here on 680 CJOB. Through the day, it's the Be a Part of a Story Radiothon for Adult and Teen Challenge of Central Canada, presented by My Second Garage. To donate, call 204-949-9484. You can go online at teenchallenge.tc, and CJOB will be broadcasting live at Winnipeg Super Thrift at 1016 St. James from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. So many stories shall be shared today, many important stories as we march towards our goal of $200,000. Coming up in our next segment, we'll tell you how you can win bomber tickets. And Greg, you were just looking at how many tickets are left for that game on September 29th against Toronto. If you have any thoughts that you want to be at this game, you best get your tickets in the next handful of days. In that lower bowl, there are single tickets available essentially between the 10-yard lines. And then there are just several hands full of twos and fours and and five tickets and the upper decks very 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 similar uh this game will sell out it's you know i know the banjo bowl is the game that everybody talks about not missing this is do not miss blue bomber football this gray cup rematch on friday september 29th it's going to be uh quite the night i i would suggest Friday night football at IG IG Field. We'll tell you in our next segment how you can win tickets. And then Loren at 7.05, something exciting to share there. Well, I think a few years ago when we had that first National Day for Truth and Reconciliation, there were some out there who wondered, what will this day look like? You know, who will come? And thousands came to honour and acknowledge the impacts of residential schools and it's really become this really poignant day well our guest at 707 is going to explain how big they're hoping to make it this year and the the desire to get some people to help out they're going to need volunteers because they're looking to see even more not just come to the streets but take the celebration and the honoring and the acknowledgement and the healing to another level that's coming up at 705 right now let's talk about your rent Your mortgage, your grocery bill, your gas bill for months now on this station. We've been talking about the hit that we are taking on all of the above. And this week we asked the question, what can governments do about it? Well, on Tuesday, we spoke to provincial leaders about their ideas. Now Ottawa is sharing some of its plans with the federal government's 
a plan to remove the GST on construction of new rental apartment buildings and to go after grocers for possible price, price gouging. Global's Amy Simon has more. The decision will lower the cost of labor and materials for home builders. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau says urgent action is needed to drive down the cost of housing across the country. Canadians need more buildings intended for renters, not just condos that turn into Airbnbs or are sold to foreign buyers as financial assets. The Liberals also announced Thursday that they're calling on the five largest grocery companies to come up with a plan to stabilize prices by Thanksgiving. Minister of Innovation, Science and Industry Francois-Philippe Champagne says that the government is in solution mode. It's always a good time to fight for Canadians. It's always a good time to fight for lower prices. Uh, we're going to start next week. He says Loblaw, Metro, Empire, Walmart and Costco represent about 80% of the market. And the call comes as grocery prices rose 8.5% in July. Amy Simon, Global News, London. So as you can imagine, you know, the GST portion, the removing the GST on new rental apartment buildings, that's going pretty over pretty well in the development community. That might add to some more developments and more maybe hopefully lower class buildings going up. But the grocery component of that story is getting a lot of pushback. So basically, the federal government said you have until Thanksgiving to come up with a plan. And the grocers are already pushing back. They were already hauled, as you might recall, before a parliamentary committee earlier this year on accusations of profiteering amid high inflations. Accusations the grocers denied. And now they're being told, fix this or help out or do more. And the Retail Council of Canada said in a statement that prices and profits have nothing to do with rising food prices. Instead, they're pointing the finger at the processors and the food manufacturers. The Retail Council said if you want action, you need to include that group in the discussion. The industry minister said yes, they will also look to speak with large food processors. But the bottom line, they're saying do something to help stabilize this or there might be taxes, higher taxes hit against you, some sort of punitive measures against grocery stores. And the group that represents food processors, they weighed in and said any measures against them is ill-advised and could have rippling effects. So they're actually saying you could create unintended consequences. What those might be, I don't know. But I think at face value, there'd be a lot of Canadians out there that say, good, do it. Go after them, figure out a way. And the other side, Greg, as you mentioned earlier, is that really the group that's gaining from this? It's a it's a tough question. I, I'm not big on government intervention on things like this. You know, when you're in business... Part of your business plan is to set your prices. And typically, that's not always based on a formula of your of your costs, your inputs, and your fixed and, and variable costs. Sometimes you charge for a product what you think people will pay for it. And sometimes that's got a larger profit margin than many consumers would like to see. If I'm a retailer, my argument would be, well, if you don't like it, don't buy it. But is there something different in the food industry? We've seen it with rent control. That's something that has been in place off and on in, in Manitoba for decades. It's part of life now. There are exceptions to rent controls, but it's a reality for those that are in that industry and provide housing uh, for those that, that rent. So is it unreasonable to have the grocers come to Ottawa, have this discussion, the processors, the distributors, the manufacturers come to. But you know what I what bugs me, Brett, is already just this whole idea of this defiance. Oh, don't do this to us. This may have unintended. Where is the idea of, you know what, we're concerned about this too. Let's sit down and figure out if there's something that we can do. I, I, I don't know why everybody has to get their back up right away and start pointing fingers at everybody else. Like, are you not I, part of the country? You're not, don't you want to be part of the solution? I, I think for me, the hard part is, is there gouging? Like, is that an act? Can we answer that question? And where is it happening? And if it is, then yes, let's talk about ways to fix that. You know, like for, for years, I don't know, decades, hundreds of years, whatever, as long as we've been using gas powered vehicles, you know, there's stories every year about our gas companies gouging the consumer are the big banks, you know, and is that so easily answered? It's, at some point, we sort of just seem to like learn to, to live with these things. And for some reason this year, the grocery debate is making people super angry, Brett. 
The question of the day at CJOB.com. The federal government wants the big grocers to come up with a plan to stabilize prices. Do you support this? Yes, it's gotten out of hand. No, it's not just about them. Maybe I want to learn more. Cast your vote, CJOB.com, and let us know what you think. 204-780-6868. It is Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb. We want to send you to the Bomber game on September 29th. The rematch, the Grey Cup rematch, Bombers and Argos. And how you can win tickets is by weighing in on what Greg is about to explain. What happened, Greg? Well, I'm not going to read this entire story. It's uh, from uh, one of my best friends. He was in my wedding party. We've been friends since high school. We started high jumping against each other back in 1986. And we've been friends ever since. But he uh, he's a teacher, but he also drives bus part-time, charter bus. And so he took a group up to Clear Lake this summer, and they went golfing, and they went to dance land. And anyway, uh, Harry does a really good job of laying out his his uh, his situation as a driver of the bus. So he's got the window open here, a window open there. Long story short, he gets stuck in some, uh, some traffic, then gets going again, and uh, he sees this black flash in his side view mirror, not sure what to make of it. Then they get stopped at one of these construction areas. He's looking around. He's got his his wallet is gone. It has flown out the window on Highway 10 heading back to Brandon. And so he's all stressed about all the banks. He's got to call the cats, all these cards and, and all this thing. He subsequently says, I know I could have gone. Now I know I could go on my app and just freeze, freeze, freeze. And when he gets home. And within an hour of him getting home, somebody shows up on his front step, had his wallet, picked it up off the highway, and his son answered the door, didn't get any details, and says, uh, if you're the one that uh, found my wallet on Highway 10, I want to thank you very much. No way. Wow. So so this is a multi-pronged uh, segment here with regards to... The crazy ways that you lose something and maybe the crazier way and the most unexpected way you get it back. Did I explain that okay? 204-780-6868. Yes, you did, Mr. Gregory. And Tyson Ruicki in for Cameron Poitras today on the sports desk. Why don't we start with you, young man? Oh, well, I always find my brother at my brother's houses. I'll find shirts, pants, belts, hats. Xbox controllers, like I'll find everything, and I always go there and like, you know, why do you have, why do you have my sunglasses? Why do you have my shirt? And like, <laughs> mom bought them for me. And like, so he just takes your stuff? Oh yeah, they they always do. Like, How do they say that? They're they're like, oh well, mom bought it for me. <laughs> like you're you're thirty years old. You have a family. <laughs> <laughs> and so like yeah, it's every single time. It's like go go to their house, check the closet, see what kind of shirts they have, and it's always just just a fight to get. And I'll, like I'll show you pictures. I wore this shirt before. They're, it's just a lot and but uh i love my brothers but yeah that's uh, a little annoying part for them <laughs> that's great stuff tyson sarah what about you uh can confirm that happens with sisters as well especially clothes but mine is definitely it's actually like a core memory for me because i remember it so clearly i'm not sure what age i was though but i was at the zoo here in winnipeg so we came up and visited one weekend did some shopping went to the zoo and uh bought a new bucket hat this nice purple little bucket hat with a little flower on the front and uh, we go to the zoo and uh, we're looking at I can't remember if they had polar bears way back then or some type of bears where like you had to like look down and I haven't been to the zoo in a long time so I'm not sure if this is still like that but you had to like look down at them a little bit and uh, the wind took my hat my brand new hat down down, 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 really, really <laughs> far. And uh, we just thought it was a goner. I was very upset. It was brand new. But, uh, yeah, as we're leaving, then we're like, well, let's just check the lost and found, I guess. Like, I just thought the polar bear or bear would be wearing the hat by that point. <laughs> uh, but, no, it was there. It was there. Oh, yeah? Yes, yes, the same day, a couple hours later. Was it, and, uh, in, in, can you still wear it? <laughs> I mean, don't have it anymore. But, um. Yeah, at the time you could still wear it, but yeah, so that was pretty crazy. Good. Didn't expect to find it. <laughs> Good stuff, Forte. What about you? Well, mine's kind of like Tyson uh, has to do with clothing. So I'm I'm crashing at my buddy's place this one time, and I had this white button-up shirt, 
very nice shirt, and uh, I forgot it at my, my friend's place. And a few, uh, I think it's like the next week, uh, I'm at a different friend's place. And one of my other buddies comes over, and he's hanging out. I'm looking at him. I'm going, wait a minute. That's my shirt. What are you doing with it? He's wearing my shirt in front of me. <laughs> that, that I forgot at my other friend's place. I'm like, I want that back. So he actually brought an, a, a T-shirt with him because he was crashing for the night. So he took off my shirt and threw it in my bag and got it back. But it's like, you're wearing my clothes in front of me. The audacity. In front of me. Like, what is going on here? How did he get it? He just picked it up in my buddy's place. He saw it. He liked it. And he put it on. <laughs> 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 All right. Um, uh, Mackley. So you're, you got, oh, sorry. Let's go to McNabb because yeah, you set yeah, it up. Yeah, yeah. I uh, just about a year ago this time bought a necklace and it was for, in honor of uh, Breast Cancer Foundation. The money went uh, to breast cancer uh, research and awareness and it was honor um, for the special people in, in my life who are going through that right now. And uh, I would wear it quite often, but it would get caught in my hair and stuff. So, you know, you'd take it off and you'd put it back on. And anyway, I, I lost it. Like, I, uh, I felt like I only had it a few months and it was gone. And just this week, I go to the gym and lo and behold, just wasn't even looking for it. I was trying to find a hair elastic and my fingers brush. And there is this beautiful necklace inside the gym bag. And that's when I realized I hadn't been to the gym in about 12 months. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> But it was nice to get that back. It made me laugh because, like, where have you been? And I'm like, you know what? Let's be clear. Where has this gym bag been? I haven't exactly been looking in this bag. So it was nice to get that back this week. Cool. And uh, for me, I'm just going to go a slightly different direction on the the weird ways that things come back to you when you're trying to think of something. Like, when you ever have a situation where something's on the tip of you're trying to think of something it's on the tip of your tongue but you just can't do it and then like four days later you'll be sitting at the dinner table and then you'll just suddenly you'll be hit like a bolt of lightning and you'll blurt out transponster it was transponster <laughs> and uh, my psychology yes. professor in university he he referred to that as this isn't the proper term he just made this up but he likes to call it the raiders of your lost archives Beautiful. So this year, so like, even though you've decided in that moment, I can't remember, I give up, but your brain continues to work and dig and somewhere in rattling around in your belfry, yeah. there is that information. And then it just pops up at random. I was text messaging with a good friend of mine last week and I wanted to reference an article that I had read and I couldn't think of the author, couldn't think of the author. I would do the alphabet thing, A, B, C, nope. Tom, yeah, it's Tom. And then the next day, I was watching Sports Center, and I'll, Dr. Tom Hack. It was like <laughs> it was like eighteen hours later, and just it just something clicked. Yeah. My brain was clearly still, as you say, going through the lost archives. Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb, something important coming up at the end of the month we want to tell you about in a moment. But in the meantime, something important happening today. The Be a Part of a Story Radiothon for Adult and Teen Challenge of Central Canada. Looking for $200,000. That's the goal today. To donate, call 204-949-9484 or online at teenchallenge.tc. CJOB will be broadcasting live at Winnipeg Super Thrift at 1016 St. James from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. And thanks to our title sponsor, My Second Garage, and our hourly sponsor, Odessa Auctions. And we will hear uh, from Adult and Teen Challenge at 735 to learn more about this wonderful organization. Right now, in just over two weeks' time, downtown Winnipeg will be a sea of orange with thousands wearing the color as part of the National Day for Truth and Reconciliation. So September 30th is an important and poignant day to not just honor the children who never returned home from residential schools and the survivors who did, but I think it's really about all of us trying to find a way to understand one another and grow together. And it's in that spirit that our next guest and his team are working to make the day even bigger. So there will be that gathering at the Forks, a walk through the downtown, and then this year, a powwow and more at Canada Life Centre. We're joined by Wayne Mason Jr. with the Wasay Healing Centre. Good morning, Wayne. Good morning, guys. I want to, first of all, thank you guys for allowing me the opportunity to come on. 
Well, don't thank us because it's been a couple years now that you've been gracious enough to speak with us throughout the year, but also on September 30th, which has its own special meeting to you, Wayne. And I know a few years ago when we talked about what this day might look like, there was that question, you know, will the people come? What 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 will it look like? And boy, did they ever come. And now, is it safe to say that I, I, I know this is a difficult day, September 30th, but is it also a truly special day for so many? It is. Uh, it's it's an opportunity for everyone to come out, um, uh, to be together, to talk, uh, start dialogue, start conversation, but mostly uh, for the survivors to come out uh, and uh, the, the families, the children of those survivors to come out. And uh, uh, it's it's overwhelming, Lauren, to be a part of that. Like when, you, when you're walking amongst hundreds or thousands of people all wearing orange, all there to support the survivors and their families. It's an overwhelming uh, uh, and emotional time for a lot of them. And it, it, it starts where they feel that they're safe. They can start talking about what had happened in, in these schools and, and to the survivors. Um, and mostly uh, the families, the generational impact of, of what had happened, because a lot of them don't know why their parents don't hug them, don't say, I love you. It's because of the trauma that they had faced. So, when we have an event such as this and you have thousands of people coming out, it it it, uh, it starts that emotion to come out, that, that healing. And that's most important to a lot of the, the individuals, uh, uh, the families and the, the survivors, is to begin that healing. And that's what WASI is all about, is, is to assist, uh, be there for the ones that want to begin that healing and start their, their uh, true uh, sense of uh, identity, self-identity. Wayne, it's Greg here, and you know I, I love your mission statement. It was say because it it uh, I think it's it's a message for not only those in our community who are dealing with these traumas, trying to sort them out for themselves and for the ones that they love, but maybe for all of us as Manitobans, as Canadians, yeah. understanding the history, accepting the present, planning for the future. I think we all get a lot out of that. Exactly. It's, you know, and when, when we talk about truth and reconciliation, uh, to a lot of survivors, to a lot of the Indigenous people, they, we, we feel that um, first we need to talk about the truth, and that's the, uh, the unmarked graves. It's listening to the survivors when they say that there were children that were taken and buried in the middle of the night in, in these unmarked graves. That's the truth. So when we listen to the survivors and we, and we hear their truth of what they've been through, uh, eating moldy bread and uh, rotten potatoes and being beaten and, and abuse, all types of abuse, um, that's the truth. So reconciliation comes after truth. But um, what we need to do is, is talk about these, uh, uh, these schools and what had happened. And that's where reconciliation comes. Uh, when you listen to a survivor and you hear what had happened, acknowledge what had happened, um, and, and believe them. And uh, so the one thing that Wasay wants to do, it's not just for Wasay, it's not just for survivors, and mainly that's that's the biggest part is the survivors, but to have our non-Indigenous friends to recognize the past and, and what do we need to do together to move forward. And that's and, and that's the biggest thing is how are we going to move forward and um Wasay wants to try to help in that where we bring everyone together, all the different cultures, all the different people to come together and, and uh, um, listen to one another and, and, and help one another. And that's, that's basically what this day is going to be about is to bring everyone together and talk about it. Wayne, it's Brett here, and as we approach the uh, hello there, as we approach the 30th, we understand you are looking for volunteers. Yes, and that's the big part of uh, this morning is, is because we're moving now to the Canada Life Centre, it, it's a big facility. We thank Mark Chipman and Kevin Donnelly and the True North Sports and Entertainment people. Um, to move into a big facility like that, we need a lot of help. So I, I've been putting out a call for volunteers to uh, come out and help us uh, to make this a good event. We have a handful of uh, people at Wasay staff, but we know that we're over our heads a little bit to to host such an event in the the uh, Canada Life Centre. So we're looking to the community, all our non-Indigenous friends, our Indigenous friends, uh, to come out, um, call the Wase office, the Wase Healing Centre office. Um, it's uh, Our phone number is 204-774-6484. You can even go to our website, wase.com. 
and uh, um, uh, put phone and call, put your name down for a volunteer. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, we will be feeding our our volunteers. Obviously, we'll have T-shirts for the volunteers. But we need the community to come out and assist us uh, uh, in running this uh, event smoothly. Wayne, we're, we'll we'll touch base again in the week and next week and see how you're doing. But looking forward to hearing more about how this will go, go and and how it goes yeah. afterwards. So we'll we'll stay in touch. Yes, for sure. Thank you guys so much. Wayne Mason Jr. joining us live on 680 CJOB with the Wasse Healing Centre as we approach September 30th, the National Day for Truth and Reconciliation. Mackling, McGarry and McNabb. I can tell you it's going to be a difficult decision when it comes to picking the winner for the bomber tickets today on the weird ways that things return to you. We'll share some examples in a moment, but remember that today is the Be a Part of a Story Radiothon for Adult and Teen Challenge of Central Canada to donate 204-949-9484 or go online at teenchallenge.tc. And a heads up that the restaurant challenge sponsor for this hour is Chicken Chef, challenging other restaurants to donate $1,000. So this hour, that sponsor is Chicken Chef. Great corporate citizens uh, involved in this Chicken Chef uh, right up there this hour, Brett. And great chicken as well. So, yeah. And uh, great hospitality, too. Anytime I go there, I, I, feel, I feel like they go out of their way to make you feel like, hey, thanks for coming in. But uh, we are asking you the weird ways things returned to you. And uh, already we're like, oh, this is a great story. Oh, that's a great story. Oh, look at this one. So <laughs> we're going to have a tough decision to make at 9.15. Loren, what does Marva have to say? Three times this morning I've declared the winner before 7.07, so that tells you how this is going. Marva says, my friend Sue Ann and I had a front row seat for the KISS concert in Brandon. She had her driver's license in her pocket, and it fell out without her knowing. Well, KISS played Winnipeg a few days later. Four days after the Brandon concert, Sue Ann received a letter from MTS Centre with her license in it. It had fallen onto one of the equipment boxes and was turned in by someone on the crew. We laughed for weeks about how she had travelled with KISS. <laughs> That's as close as you're going to get to being part of the road crew, Sue Ann. <laughs> that is pretty wild. But here's here's the another thing. Let's say she had realized that it had fallen out of her pocket. Sure. She would have gone insane trying to find it. They never would have found it in that equipment box. Oh, no. No, it just it just they just happen to find it. Yeah, this is just a lucky situation. So, Marva, that's a great story. We'll share more through the day on six eighty CJOB after Global News at seven thirty. We are going to tell you more about what Adult and Teen Challenge is all about. We can quickly tell you what's coming up at the movies. Couch potatoes usually assemble at seven thirty-five, but we'll do that a bit later in the hour. <laughs> The Be a Part of a Story Radiothon for Adult and Teen Challenge of Central Canada. To donate with the goal of $200,000. To donate, call 204-949-9484. That's 949-9484. Or go online at teenchallenge.tc. And 680 CGOB will be broadcasting live at Winnipeg Super Thrift at 1016 St. James from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Yeah, never mind all the incredible stories we're going to share with you today. My heart just swells with pride when I see all the companies and the sponsors who step up to make events like this possible. The Radiothon's title sponsor is My Second Garage. A food fair is sponsoring this segment and the interview that you'll hear in just a moment. And our matching sponsor is Terracon, and they're matching your donations up to $30,000. And our restaurant challenge sponsor, Loren, for this hour is Chicken Chef. And uh, I've got a lot of friends out out there in the restaurant industry challenging Chicken Chef is all other restaurants to donate $1,000. Yeah, the challenges are such a great way to get people involved. And, and many thanks to this hour's sponsor, that's Odessa Auctions. It's been a partner of Adult and Teen Challenge for 25 years now. Odessa has been instrumental in helping ATC in the vehicle donation program by helping them market their donations and provide imperative operations funds through the Donate Your Vehicle program. And with Odessa Auctions, you get to sell 
at your price or better. And so you can find all the info you might need to help out here at odessaauctions.com or call 204-790-8706. Many thanks to all the partners involved in this. And it's just, it's, it's such an important endeavor. And even Myron weighing in just donated $100 did Myron and is challenging all Barkman employees to donate. So joining us in studio now is Pastor Danny McVeigh, Regional Program Director, Adult and Teen Challenge. And Danny, before we bring you on here, I just want to let people know you have a fantastic accent. <laughs> and so before we talk about your role with Adult and Teen Challenge, tell us how you came to Winnipeg. Well, my kids always make fun of me for my accent. So it's nice to hear finally someone that likes it. But many years ago, I, I met a, a lovely young lady, very pretty lady. She smelled like vanilla and I like cake. So I'm like, that's a great combo. And uh, I decided, hey, let's uh, let's get going with this. And she lived in Winnipeg, so I moved here in August of all times, and I said, it's beautiful here, it's 30 degrees, and she didn't tell me about February coming up, but we were already <laughs> married by then, so what are you going to do? I mean, you left Brighton, which is <laughs> uh, gorgeous, you know, yeah. the, the, the pier in Brighton it's and the gorgeous. beaches, you yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, you talk about the, the sorts of things that we don't necessarily associate with Great Britain. Brighton is sort of an outlier that way. Oh, yeah, Brighton, it's a coastal town. It's beautiful. Uh, again, lovely pier, beautiful beaches. I mean, I grew up there, and uh, the weather's nice and mild. It doesn't go down to minus a gajillion or whatever we have here. And, <laughs> So yeah, it's uh, it's good, but Canada's a great country. Great to be here. So blessed. Uh, really excited to be living in Canada. So how is it that you came to be a part of the incredible work of Adult and Teen Challenge? Yeah, that, that, that's an adventure, I'll tell you. I mean, I've been part of traditional um, church leadership for some time as a pastor and you know, felt the call to go into that. And COVID hit and just changed the world completely. Um, I, I ended up being let go from the church that I was working at, uh, you know, the church that I was pastoring at just closed, and, and shortly my wife was let go. And actually, I'd planned to collect the EI. I, I, I was sitting there in my pajamas thinking, I'm just going to collect some EI and wait for COVID to pass by, and my church will rehire me. That was the plan. But uh, I, I threw in a resume with Teen Challenge, thought, hey, let's see what happens, and just had a real good connection with the leadership when I interviewed with them. And uh, I remember our CEO, my my superior, Daniel Emond, he says, would you take a step of faith and come and be a part of this? And I'm like, man, I'm a faith guy. That's that's totally what I want to do. And so I said, you know what? Let's do it. Let's see what happens. And that was a good couple of years ago now. And I cannot get enough. It is incredible what we are seeing uh, through the Ministry of Teen Challenge. It's just incredible. That's an interesting statement to say you can't get enough because, you know, when you think about the kind of work that you do and the struggles for the people that you're trying to help, it can get it's deeply serious. Mm -hmm. It can be heartbreaking. It can be life altering. Mm -hmm. And yet there you are saying you can't get enough. And so describe that because that's an interesting you know, confluence is the right word, but yeah. the tangle of emotions. Yeah, that's a great question, Lauren. Uh, the challenge for me is finding that balance between being emotionally drained and struggling to hear the the challenges and the stories over and over of the hardships uh, pre-program, if you will. But the thing that I can't get enough of is seeing that transformation. When you when you look into the eyes of somebody that is completely hopeless, with no vision for their life, and they don't even care if they live or die, and every relationship they've had has been destroyed and when you look into the eyes of someone like that, there is nothing but emptiness. And going through the program and seeing the transformation, uh, you know, through the structure of the program and the teaching and and the investment, the relational time that we put in, and then post-program, seeing the smiles return to their faces, seeing the the vision return to their hearts, seeing the desire to restore relationships. Man, that is the piece that I can't get enough of. It's just incredible. And of course, we all want to be a part of something greater than ourselves. We all want to be a part of something way more meaningful than just our own little world. And and that's why benevolence is such a strong concept in our world. And for me, that that is exactly what we are seeing. We are seeing transformation at the deepest level in a way that is literally saving lives. And that's not dramatic. I, I know people in the program people that have left and, you know, sadly passed away, like what we are doing is absolutely life and death. And so, you know, in, in, in many ways, it would be like talking to an ER doctor and, and they talk about how, how great it is when, you know, they're able to help a child that, you know, is, 
is dying. Um, and of course, you know, doctors can't help everybody. There's some sad times there too, but that's the tension that we live in. Pastor Danny McVeigh is our guest, Regional Program Director with Adult and Teen Challenge Central Canada. And um, when it comes to, so you, you referred to the organization as a ministry or a pastor, a man of faith. If somebody comes to you and is not a person of, of faith, but they want, they need help, uh, they won't be turned away, will they? Sorry, can't help. <laughs> <laughs> no, of course, of course not. No, and that's the thing. Yes, we're 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 uh, people of faith, absolutely. Um, but but you don't have to be a believer in what we believe in to get help. I mean, if you know, if I'm driving down Portage Avenue and I see a car on fire and someone's trapped inside, I don't run up to the door and say, "Hey, excuse me, do you believe in what I believe in?" <laughs> no, I just say, "Hey, let's get this door open. Let's help you." And that's the the thing of looking at humanity to say humanity is precious. Lives are precious intrinsically. And so whether you believe in what I believe in or, or not, it doesn't matter. If you need help, we're going to be helping you. And that's, for us, we are ferociously driven by our mission. And we want to provide communities, families, individuals, freedom from the impact of life-controlling addictions. And so whether you believe or not, if you need help, we're going to help you. Well, had, De- go ahead, Loren. Well, I just wanted to ask because I think it was, Danny, I talked to you a year ago. Are you mm. still out of Steinbeck? Yeah, so I, I've been on a very interesting journey. I've been a part of the Steinbeck Men's Long-Term Center. Uh, then I uh, came and provided some leadership to our Winnipeg Long-Term Center. Uh, and now I'm providing leadership to all of the long-term programs we have in Central Canada. And so, yeah, you are correct, Lauren. Uh, you did. I was in Steinbeck the last time we spoke. Yeah. I, I asked because I think, you know, we always look at it like, you know, oh, we, we look at the downtown and we look at Winnipeg. But rurally, what are we seeing when it comes to the demand for services for helps with addictions? Yeah, we, we're seeing a, a lot of demand. You see, the challenge that we're facing here is that uh, addictions is no respecter of persons. So we see people from all walks of life in all different communities wrestling with different struggles. And it's for me, it breaks my heart to see the level of need and we're not actually quite able to reach that. Um, You know, we're not, uh, you know, for us, we're, we're out there doing our thing, but it takes a lot of money to do what we do. And that's why I'm so grateful for this opportunity to come and share our heart and say, hey, would you come and be a part of what we're doing? Would you come and be a part of literally saving lives in, in many times? I mean, I could sit here all day long and tell you story after story after story where I have with my own eyes seen a life saved and restored and it's a beautiful thing. And so so you get to be a part of that if you are giving. And, and again, we, we have this goal. Uh, but the goal never ends. When we've raised this money, there'll be more money because what we do is so um, in, in intensive. There's lots of pieces involved. Um, and uh, there's always a, a big need. And so, yeah, be a, be a part of it. Give and, and, uh, and see, see the transformation. Be a part of a story. That is the name of the Radiothon for Adult and Teen Challenge of Central Canada. To donate, 204-949-9484. That's 949-9484 or online at teenchallenge.tc. Pastor Danny McVeigh, Regional Program Director of Adult and Teen Challenge. What a pleasure this has been to have you in studio. Thank Thank you you for coming. Thank you so much. We'll have much more through the day on CJOB as we go to 6 p.m., trying to reach that goal of $200,000. And again, reminder, we will be on location. We'll be, we'll be CJOB at Winnipeg Super Thrift at 1016 St. James from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. alongside our sibling stations, Power 97 and Peggy at 99.1 from noon to 6. To donate, call 204-949-9484. That's 204-949-9484. Or go online at teenchallenge.tc. We can tell you that we are around the $6,000 mark, but because of the matching contributions, we're closing in on $10,000. And CJOB will be broadcasting live at Winnipeg Super Thrift at 1016 St. James from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. So we have to thank the many sponsors who make events like this one possible. The Radiothon's title sponsor today is My Second Garage. Cobra Collectibles is sponsoring this segment and the interview you're about to hear. And our matching sponsor is Terracon. Get this. They're matching every dollar donated up to $30,000. Our restaurant challenge sponsor for this hour is Pony Corral, challenging other restaurants to donate $1,000. 
we so often talk about the individual Manitoban stepping up. We have a whole host of companies you just outlined here, Greg, who are doing great things. And so we also want to thank this hour's sponsor. That's Acme Concrete, a proud supporter of Adult and Team Challenge. Acme Concrete offers quality work at a fair price. And you can call their residential division today to book your driveway. Acme at 204-996-2263. And our guest now is Pastor Daniel Emond, who is President and CEO of Adult and Teen Challenge of Central Canada. And Daniel, at uh, 7.35, we spoke to Pastor Danny McVeigh. Your name is Daniel. You got anyone uh, around there working at ATC named Dan? <laughs> we have uh, we have had more than three Dans working all at once at Adult and Teen Challenge. So it's uh, we've grown quite a bit as as the needs have escalated over the last couple of years. Where our organization has really uh, just had to expand to put hope within reach of all the families struggling. So yes, to answer your question, yes, <laughs> there is a Dan too. <laughs> so, so, Daniel, talk about this day, how important it is, uh, maybe not only to raise the money that's so crucial to implement the programs and and to, to give our community uh, what you give in terms of not only uh, second to none results and and the lives that uh, you hand back to to your clients, but also just this, uh, this ability and this opportunity to share with the community your story and what it is that you do. Yeah, uh, you know, it, it's very, very important. I mean, the sad reality is is that um, drug addiction doesn't seem to be going away. It only seems to be getting worse. Um, and we as an organization, I, I heard the segment with Pastor Danny this morning about, you know, uh, do you help everyone? I mean, my heart, my mission as the leader of this organization is to really, really expand our reach. And and from, you know, when a family is doesn't know what to do, you just find out your loved one has an addiction. What do you do? Um, so we have launched eight new community outreach offices, you know, from Winnipeg, Brandon, Swan River, Flin Flon, um, all the way over Dryden, Thunder Bay, all of central Canada, to be that first point of contact for families and just to, to call and say, what do I do? And then immediately we have, you know, one-on-one coaching and we have intervention. We have um, support groups for the family members called the concerned persons group. So it, it's, it, then what happens is then the family is better equipped to help the loved one get the support that they need and make the courageous step to get help. And then we're, we're seeing the, the person struggling come into a program. We've launched a whole new series of ready now recovery support groups in the communities. And those are just, it's just phenomenal to see what's happening. You know, not everyone is ready to enter into a long-term recovery live-in program. And, um, I want to I want to put that out there today is that adult and teen challenge traditionally has been known for a long term, you know, uh, um, uh, some people say religious, they say pastor, pastor, um, and I'm a pastor, but I'm a pastor to gang members and drug addicts, and I'm I'm almost one that cares and loves them where they're at and will walk alongside of them. And that's what our organization's all about. Right from the beginning in 1958, when a pastor kind of stepped out of his church and he went to the streets to help people that were dying and killing each other on the streets. And now, you know, we're a worldwide organization. We have, you know, we're in 129 countries and I'm just so honored and uh, to be able to represent central Canada. And also just recently um, been asked to help global teen challenge as a Canadian director to help all of Canada put hope within reach of every family, every community, every individual struggling with addiction and provide freedom from that addiction through, through uh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so I'm, I'm excited you can tell. <laughs> well, I and, think, you know, it, it's, I've been fascinated by the excitement and the passion you guys display because it's such hard work and the need is so great. And we talk about how overwhelming it might be out there. And so, we're running low on time here, but I just want to ask one last question. If someone's listening right now, because putting up your hand and asking for help is not easy on the best of days, let alone when you're at your lowest of low. What what would you say to that person right now who, who's recognizing in this moment, I need help? Yeah, there's hope. And uh, the, the 
I, I've been there. I know the feelings. I, I've known being on the street, um, shamed, embarrassed, um, letting down my family, letting down my, you know, and, and just um, wanting to, feeling like I just wanted to die. And <clears throat> I, I, I wanted to tell you um, that y- there you can change your life. And, and there are many, many people that are here to help. And, and adult and teen challenges ready when you're ready. Pastor Daniel Imond joining us live on 680 CJOB, President and CEO of Adult and Teen Challenge of Central Canada. Pastor Daniel Imond, thank you for the time. We appreciate it, sir. I appreciate all your help, friends. It is Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb. Bomber tickets to give away, but in case you're wondering what the number is for the Be a Part of a Story Radiothon for Adult and Teen Challenge of Central Canada, to donate, call 204-949-9484 or go online to teenchallenge.tc. We're asking you this morning for a chance to win those bomber tickets for the big game against Toronto on the 29th about the weird ways that things return to us. I think we've got time for two stories here. Both involve animals. Runner-up is Rena and the story, Greg, of the cockatiel. My parents used to have a cockatiel many years ago. It escaped from its cage while it was sitting outside on the deck. I lived about 12 blocks away and had babies, uh, babysat, babysat their bird on occasion. A few days after it escaped their house, I was getting ready for bed and I heard a familiar whistle that my parents' bird always used. I walked outside to look and sure enough, it was sitting in the boulevard tree. I phoned my dad. He drove right over, stood under the tree and whistled, and it flew down, landed on its shoulder, and successfully returned to its rightful owner. That's neat, Rena. But this is, again, this was, it's been a really tough week oh. to make these they make the decision on who is getting the tickets. But, uh, Loren, let's jump to Connie. Connie is victorious. And right under the wire. Connie says, My parents were still living on our farm years ago, and they drove out to Calgary to visit us. They left the family dog home, an outside farm dog with food and water. When they got home, no sign of Belker. A couple of days went by and still no sign of him, so they assumed he had gone off to die, as animals often do. Of course, we were all devastated. About two months later, my parents were watching TV and heard a dog barking. Mom went and looked out the front window, and there was Belker. But he was with a large, pure white dog with a tail that curled up into a circle. They were standing just underneath the yard light, and Mom said that dog was absolutely beautiful and certainly did not belong to any of the neighbors. The white dog nudged Belker. Belker came to the house, and the white dog turned and left in the darkness. We still think it was a canine guardian angel that brought our beloved Belker home. What the heck? <laughs> that is miraculous. Yes. Unbelievable. That's wonderful. What a picture you painted as well, Connie. Thank you very much for that. So, Connie, congratulations. You are going to cheer on the Bombers as they get their revenge for that great cop last year against Toronto on September 29th. That's going to be a sellout. So if you want to get tickets for that game, bluebombers.com. And, hey, many thanks to all the wonderful stories today and this weekend. Quite frankly, as long as we've been doing this, we love you guys.